This is episode 170, Guidance for Empaths and Sensitive People with Tiffany. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you again for listening. I've got a really, I think, helpful episode for anyone who feels like you're an empath or a sensitive person. You may know immediately that you are an empath and a highly sensitive person, or you may be going, what's an empath or am I really sensitive? Well, chances are, if you're listening to this show, you're indeed an empath or at the very least someone who has emotional intelligence and is impacted by the energy and emotions of others. If you're ever called sensitive or overdramatic or overreactive by others, then chances are even greater that you're an empath or highly sensitive person. So we're going to dive into all of that in this episode. Before we dive in, let's just talk about the holiday season for a moment. In my last virtual group coaching event last week, and I have another one coming up in January that you can join for only $20 if you go to christinehassler.com slash group. But in the last one, I taught a little bit about the importance of going inward and slowing down during the holiday season. There's so much pressure to speed up. There's so much pressure to be outward, you know, to socialize a lot, to go to a lot of parties, to be out in the world, to shop a lot, to spend a lot, to eat a lot. When really this is the time of year, especially of those in this side of the world where it's winter, this is the time to go within. This is the time to be more self-reflective. This is the time to be more quiet and more still. It is not the time for self-care to go out the window and eat lots of sugar and drink lots of eggnog. It is not the time to run yourself into the ground and feel super stressed out. It is the time to hibernate. So I encourage you to break your pattern, break free of the societal pressure to go, go, go and do, 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 and be out and really active during the holiday season. Really, that's more of how we should be in the summer you know, out, having fun, play, social, all those things. This time of year, it's more about being inward. Now, if socializing and connecting with others, if that feels really replenishing and rejuvenating for you, then go for it. But if you find yourself wired and stressed out and eating more sugar and drinking more wine during the holidays, then I encourage you to break that pattern of depleting yourself and really use this time to renew and nourish. A lot of people are sprinting to 2019. It seems like we come to the end of every year and we're like, oh, that year was awful. Can't wait for next year. There's still several weeks left or about two weeks left if you're listening to this when it airs to enjoy this year. So let 2018 come to an end with grace. Don't just sprint through it, bypass it, and jump to 2019, use this time to go within and reflect, renew, and replenish. And again, if you want to join me for my next group coaching event where I teach a bit, I lead you through a guided meditation that you then get later as a download, and then I take one-on-one coaching that's not aired on my podcast, you can join at christinehassler.com group. And the next one is January 3rd, 
I'm going to be taking you through my New Year's ritual and helping you clarify your intentions for the new year. Another really cool thing coming up is a masterclass that I'm teaching for coaches. Some of you may know that I am the master coach for the Primal Health Coach Certification Program. Primal Health Coach Certification Program is an incredible program. It teaches health coaches really how to thrive as a health and life coach. The Primal team teaches all the nutrition stuff. I really teach the life coaching things. And I'm so proud of my involvement with Primal Health. And every year we do a master class where we come together for a live event because the certification program is virtual. We come together for a live event where we spend a day really looking at how to become a master coach and then a day looking at how to become a profitable coach. And we're opening it up to not just Primal Health coach grads and not just health coaches. So if you'd like to join us, the early bird pricing period ends on December 15th. So that's coming up soon. And you can join us at primalhealthcoach.com slash Austin dash masterclass. And that link will be in the show notes as well. So let's segue to today's caller, Tiffany. She begins with a broad question regarding feeling a bit lost and overwhelmed in her life, but we quickly shift gears into what is at the core of a lot of her current challenges, which is not fully knowing how to navigate life as a highly sensitive person or empath. So instead of diving into core wounding with Tiffany, like I do with a lot of other callers on the show, I gave her some guidance on how to deal with her gift of empathy and allow it to be something that connects her rather than isolates her from others. As you're listening to this call, consider, are you often called out for being overly sensitive or dramatic or reactive? Do you often find yourself drained or really triggered in large groups of people or when you're around people who are making choices that you're not aligned with? Do you feel like the black sheep of your family, like no one really gets you? Do you tend to attract emotionally unavailable or shut down or draining people? Do you find solace in isolation and it's almost safer to be alone? And when it comes to feeling, do you feel so intensely, like super high highs, but also low lows, a lot of overwhelm or unbearable sadness? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Tiffany. Tiffany, welcome to the show. What's your question? Oh my goodness. Where to start? Um, <laughs> I would say well, I'm in a big transition in my life right now. I used to live in California. I lived in San Diego actually. And um, my boyfriend and I of five years split and I moved back to, I just felt like, cause we kept breaking up and getting back together. So I felt like I needed to make some kind of a big change. So I moved back to New Jersey and, uh, which is where I grew up and, um, staying with my family right now. And so I'm just like in the midst of all these different things going on and try to find a new job. And, um, mm-hmm. I guess the thing that always comes up for me, like in the relationship, it definitely still affects me that I feel like I, I felt like I had this overwhelming sense of trying, continuing to try to make it work and always feeling like the, it was my fault that it wasn't working. There's was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a reason why it wasn't working. And um, so that's, I mean, there's different components, but I guess like there's so much going on right now that it's hard mm. to pinpoint exactly which one to start with. Well, like, there's, there's that. Well, they're all tied to something you said, which is the belief that something's wrong with you. 
So when in your life did you decide something was wrong with you and what was your evidence for that? So I'm super sensitive and I'm like way different from anybody in my family. And I have, I guess like I've, everyone tells me, my friends at least tell me that like I'm special because I'm, I'm so thoughtful. I'm like caring and I'm empathetic and all these things. But what comes with it is that I feel like I also get affected by people's actions pretty deeply. Mm-hmm. Like what they do, it, like it impacts me. And mm-hmm. so my ex-boyfriend used to say like, I was too emotional. Like I needed to like get my feelings in check kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And my family also tells me that too. Like, oh, you're just being like too sensitive. Like mm-hmm. you're, you know, kind of like you're crazy kind of a thing. So, so give me an example of how you're affected by people's feelings and then how, that shows up in your life, like how you process that, that gets the judgment, you're too sensitive. Let me think of an example for my ex, because I have a lot of those, but we were at a concert one time and he ran into this girl that I guess he used to work with. I didn't know who she was. And when he was talking to her, they were having a conversation. It started to get awkward because I was like, okay, is he going to introduce me to her or Mm -hmm. not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and he didn't introduce me to her. And like, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Like a couple of minutes go by. So I'm starting. Finally, I just like introduced myself and I kind of, I walked away and I was just feeling so sad, like so disrespected and just like, just not feeling good. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of sad and quiet. And then he basically made me feel like, oh, well, you're just being, you're just being jealous. And like, that's not valid kind of a thing. And we got into a huge fight about it. And that's one example. I mean, I thought I was in the right, but he felt like I was being like overly dramatic about it kind of thing. Okay. Okay. So there's a couple things I think going on. One, it sounds like you're a bit of an empath. And so not even a bit of an empath. It sounds like you're an empath. So are you the somebody that can walk into a room and like feel if someone's off or something's off? Like you just, you feel things very deeply, even if it's not yours? I do 100%. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... It's sort of like being in emotional traffic (laughs) when it comes to your own feelings. Like it's very easy for me to get from Encinitas to San Diego when it's just my car or the traffic is light, right? But Mm -hmm. if the five is really, really crowded with a lot of traffic, it's a lot harder for me to navigate my car from Encinitas to San Diego and it takes a lot longer. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm using that metaphor is it's almost harder for you to navigate your own emotions because you're in so much traffic because of everybody's emotions you're picking up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like every time you're triggered or have an emotional reaction, you're in traffic. So it's more frustrating and it takes longer because you're navigating through so many other people's feelings that you're not even aware of unconsciously that you're picking up. So like in that situation Mm -hmm. with the boyfriend, There was your response that we can look at, and I'm sure it has to do with growing up and, you know, relationship issues and your limiting beliefs and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But your ability to process that and communicate clearly is influenced by everything else you're picking up. Plus you were at a concert, which meant there was so much flying around. So there was like a lot of Mm -hmm. traffic in that situation, which made your emotional response even more heightened. Mm -hmm. So- That's why sometimes you're getting the feedback of, oh, you're overreacting, you're being oversensitive. I don't think you are. I'm not making that judgment on you. I'm just trying to explain that sometimes energetically it may feel that way for other people because 
you're not navigating through your own emotions. You're also dealing with everything you've picked up. Right. Okay. Right. And in that moment, it's like, I keep craving this just like validation of my feelings. Sure. Like, it's okay for you to feel that way kind of a thing instead of like you're crazy. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. And every empath sensitive person feels that way because here's the thing with being an empath and sensitive, sometimes you legitimately feel crazy. And so when someone mm-hmm. says that to you, it's like, oh shit, am I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're not, you're, this is a gift. It's just learning how to use this gift. And these things aren't taught. If someone's really good with music or math or those kinds of things, it's taught and it's encouraged and it's a remarkable skill set. But mm-hmm. nobody, when they're four years old, is like, oh, you're an empath. Let's nurture that. Right. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah. there's a couple things, right? There's like, I could look at the relational issues and why you attracted the guy that you attracted who sounds to me like he doesn't have a lot of emotional intelligence. He's not very emotionally available. He actually kind of sounds a little shut down. And I actually think you're drawn to shut down people because if you are with someone that was really emotionally open, you your circuits would blow out. <laughs> that's a really funny way of putting it. But it's, that's good. And until then, you'll probably... You know, you're in a family of kind of emotional shutdown people. It sounds like the ex is a little shut down. You're going to attract people like that until you really learn how to navigate your own feelings, protect your energy, have higher degrees of spiritual hygiene, and really learn how to separate what's your emotion from what's not your emotion so that there's less traffic on your emotional freeway and you're able to process and communicate what's happening for you more clearly. Right. So you're sensitive, you're intuitive. I want you just to close your eyes and take a deep breath and feel in. And is what I'm saying resonating? Does it feel like truth? It does. Okay. It really does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've had people tell me that I'm empathic. And I think it's interesting because it's a double-edged sword. I feel like it's what helps me be good at my job. And it's what helps me like make solid friendships and all those things, but then it's also what makes things hard for me too. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. What's your job? I'm a dietitian. Okay, so great. I specialize with diabetes and great. a lot of emotional eating too. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right. And I'm sure you're very yeah. intuitive and very compassionate. So, so let's talk about the ways that being an empath is hard for you. So tell me the ways in which it's hard. I feel like isolated sometimes mm-hmm. when, when I'm not understood. So I just, it, it's kind of like a lonely feeling like, you know, that thought, Oh, well maybe I just am crazy mm-hmm. and just, it kind of feels isolating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely like, you know, especially when I'm crying a lot and stuff like that, that's, it's really mm-hmm. an intense kind of overwhelming feeling. Anything else? Depending. I mean, sometimes it can be if there's like a lot of good energy or like Mm -hmm. if I'm picking up a lot, it can be like anxiety or like overstimulating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you ever feel the opposite, like, like almost unbearable sadness? Yes. Yeah. I definitely do. Mm -hmm. Like a happiness. Like, yeah. Like one time I wanted to go out with my family members. So I planned this thing where we would go to a winery and I'm gluten free and they're all like not into that. They're not like 
into gluten-free or eating healthy or anything. So it's kind of like, oh, here she goes. <laughs> and so I was like, well, the wine would be perfect because I know I can drink wine there. And like, we'll all get to participate and share in and have fun. So we go there. And even before we went there, was a little bit of an argument. Long story short, I ended up going with them to appease them. And it turns into like this bar crawl that we're going to like a million places I can't eat anything at, a million places I can't drink anything at. And by the end of the night, I'm in tears. Mm -hmm. I just was so sad that nobody like took my, like took me into consideration. And like no one was like, oh, can she eat there? And then again, it was like, oh, this is being too sensitive. You shouldn't heal that way. I've heard my mom say you shouldn't heal that way. I know. I know she loves me. (laughs) Of course she does, but she doesn't quite understand you or can't fully see you. This experience of the friends in the winery is basically how you felt your whole life growing up. Trying to fit in, trying to fit in, not understood, like you don't belong, slightly abandoned and lost. And all the while feeling everybody else's stuff that they're not feeling for themselves. And again, Mm -hmm. like if a lot of your friends are heavy drinkers, then we have more emotional suppressors. So you surround Mm -hmm. yourself with- my immediate friends aren't, most of them. Great. you know, definitely my family. Amazing. Um, your family, your family about, yeah. extended friends and people you date, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you, it's, it's, you've got one foot in two worlds, right? You've got one foot in the world in your work and with like-minded people you've attracted that are reflecting to you, your gifts and your truth, which is great because your soul's like, she's going to self-destruct if we don't at least <laughs> really show how this is a gift and how there are people that can see her. On the other end, you have these triggering experiences that are encouraging you to grow and really learn how to deal with, I'm putting in air quotes, the blessing and the curse of being an empath. So let's break this down a little bit. First, you're not alone. And so many people, a lot of people that listen to the show feel like black sheeps in their family because a lot of people that kind of came into this world to be light workers. And to have a higher consciousness, if we were all born into the same family, we wouldn't spread out as much as we have. And if we hadn't had the contrast, a lot of us wouldn't be as committed to our mission as we are. One of the reasons you're committed to helping people is because you know what it's like to feel like you don't fit in, to feel frustrated, to feel sick, to feel like no one gets you. That's, Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons you do what you do. So you yeah. needed the contrast of that experience to help drive your mission. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But now it's really about how do you really deal with your gifts and how do you really nurture yourself and nourish yourself as an empath? And how do you become a little bit more discerning about not picking up other people's stuff? So right. first thing I want to ask you about is your spiritual hygiene. What is your energetic protection ritual like? What is your spiritual hygiene like? Well, I mean, in terms of religion or just... Nope, no religion. Just do, what do you do to energetically protect yourself? Well, I spend a lot of time alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nowadays, I, I try to, I talk to my friends that are supportive and like loving towards me. Like we definitely talk regularly on the phone. Um, I feel like I I try to read about um, emotions and how to handle them. I try to like listen to positive YouTube videos. I exercise. Okay. That's all great, but that's sort of more management of the emotions you're absorbing versus Mm -hmm. kind of protecting yourself from picking them up in the first place. So 
Where are you living right now? Did you say not San Diego anymore, but where are you I living? Live, no, I'm not. I live in New Jersey right now. New Jersey. Perfect. Perfect. So it's winter. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. you go outside, what do you do? Put it on a coat. Yes. <laughs> so you need to start putting on your energetic coat before you go out in the world, before you work with people okay. and, and clear and taking the coat off at night, like clearing yourself of anything you picked up. So I would encourage you to sort of read some books on being a highly sensitive person and an empath. And I say this with caution because sometimes empaths and highly sensitive people can over identify with it and make mm-hmm. themselves more sensitive because they become paranoid and think that they're going to pick up everything. So to you and all my mm-hmm. fellow empaths out there, this is a manageable thing and spirit universe, whatever we want to say is super, super helpful at helping empaths. We don't need to hide away and isolate to exist in the world. Now that said, I'm very aware that I don't like huge crowds. Like I wouldn't go to like two concerts in a weekend or anything like that. And if I did go to a place where there was a big crowd, I definitely put on my energetic coat and make sure that mm-hmm. I cleared my energy at the end of the day. I do that when I work with people, like I'm, I'm very attentive to my spiritual hygiene and not in the sense mm-hmm. of, oh gosh, the world is scary. And like, people are going to slime me with their emotions. I just know that part of my gift is I'm a sensitive person. I can like process stuff for other people. So a lot of times people's unconscious gunk will glom onto me because it knows I can process it. And I just have Uh to be aware of that and not take it on. Right. So how do you put on this coat? (laughs) Okay. So you can literally imagine that you're putting on an energetic coat. It's more Uh the intention of doing it than getting a specific Mm. process down. So I like to imagine in the morning, like I'm cleared like with an energetic rain and like anything Mm -hmm. that I absorbed or anything like it's just cleared off of me. Cause I don't like to put my coat on until like I clear myself and it's just going down into mother earth and she can transmute it and it's being absorbed. And then I imagine myself surrounded in like a purple goldish bubble so that like, I'm still able to give and receive love, but anything that's not mine doesn't come in. Okay. And then if I, and if I feel like I got a little gunked or I start to feel feelings that don't belong to me, like a lot of times if I get triggered or tired or whatever, I'll just ask inside, is this mine? And sometimes the answer is yes. And that means I have to process my own stuff. And sometimes the answer is no. And so I'm like, okay, this is not mine. So I imagine like a violet flame in my abdomen and just ask that it be burned off. More like that. Okay. There's tons of resources out there. And for things like this, I really encourage people to use their own intuition to be guided to the resources. So that's, that's one part of it. And then Mm -hmm. the other part of it is then dealing with your own emotional stuff, right? Like now that the traffic's out of the way, it's easier to see where you're going and what you need to look at. So yes, you may be highly reactive sometimes. And yes, your reaction may be higher than the actual situation, but that's, that's Mm -hmm. because of two things. One, the energetic traffic, emotional traffic that we talked about. And two, your unprocessed stuff, because you didn't have guides and teachers growing up that helped you as a highly sensitive person process your feelings. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've done any of my personal mastery course or read expectation hangover, but the emotional release work is going to be really important for you too. Okay. Because you, you feel things. 
So just Mm -hmm. the positive affirmations and the exercise, like it's good, but until you attach kind of the emotions with the, the wounding from the past and like get that up and out of your body, you're kind of going to be carrying that around still. Okay, great. Well, I, I definitely can get the expectation hangover. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good good step. And, and then uh, in a lot of ways, it's the energetic hygiene. It's the not hanging out with people that, um, aren't like-minded, you know, and that, that you don't feel seen by, because again, back to what you were saying earlier, you, you try to make things work that aren't working like everything Mm -hmm. from the relationship to the wine trip. And Mm -hmm. I really want to encourage you to, you know, right away, Tiffany, if something's yes or no, you're highly in tune. You just doubt it because your whole life you've tried to have a lot of doubt. Mm -hmm. Well, that's only because your whole life you've been trying to fit in and you don't fit in to mass population. Right. And so Mm -hmm. because of that, like your intuition has been like, no. So for example, if, if your intuition is saying blue, and everybody else is saying green, you're going to go, well, blue must be wrong because everybody else is saying green. So your whole right. life, you try to make green work when all the while, you know, it's blue. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's really listening to your own inner voice and knowing like nothing's wrong with you. You just aren't always aligned with something. And instead of being discerning and knowing something's just not in alignment with you or not the right fit for you, you've made the judgment that something's wrong with you and you've tried to yeah. make things work. There's been a lot of like round pegs, square hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so stop trying to make things work. If things don't work, they don't work. Yep. And the more you do that, the less you'll feel like you have to isolate less intense and overwhelming because a lot of times things feel intense and overwhelming because they're not a fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like trying to make other people happy (laughs) is like something that I, I do a lot Mm -hmm. and like, and not leaving anybody else out, like always wanting other people to feel like they they fit in, Mm -hmm. wanting to make other people feel good. So I think that's like, Oh, that's great. Like people like me because I'm trying, you know, I want them to feel good, but then sometimes I don't feel good. Right. So, right. Right. And that's another symptom of empaths is sometimes we can become massive people pleasers because we, one, we know the pain of not fitting in and two, we can feel someone else's pain when they're upset. So we'd almost rather sacrifice our own happiness so that someone else is happy because often the pain that we feel from them is worse. Right. Mm -hmm. So let other people be upset. Yeah. It's not your job to fix them or save them at the expense of yourself. And that's a lot of times where the unbearable sadness and heaviness comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And a big part wow. of, because what I see with empaths and overly sensitive people, their sensitivity is heightened and they need more time alone and away from people if they aren't speaking their truth and if they don't have good boundaries. So a lot of times I see empaths saying, oh, I just can't go out. I can't be around a lot of people. And it's kind of a a mini cop-out where the truth is Mm -hmm. they're just afraid to set boundaries and speak up. So it's just easier to isolate. It's hard for empaths to speak up. I have noticed that. I have noticed that that I'm like, because I've been been doing a lot of reflecting and thinking since I got home. 
And I realized like sometimes I avoid situations because I know I'll compromise myself for somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Like, okay, I really don't want to drink right now or eat that, but I know you really want me to so right. do it. And, you know, like, and it won't make me feel good, but it'll make them happy. Right. So I sometimes I'm just like, well, I'd rather just like not be in that situation at all. Right. So, right. <laughs> right. And I get that. But what would be even more life enhancing is for you to really just be a stand for your truth. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think not worrying about really, I've really have to learn to not care about what people think about me. Yeah. Like just, I really got to work on that. <laughs> that is a lesson for us all. Yeah. Well, it feels nice that somebody understands. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. And more people than you think understand. I promise you more people than you think understand, but mm-hmm. part of, you know, like I really want to support you in letting go of the belief that there's something wrong with you and that no one gets you. And there's a lot that I've given you here, you know, the energetic protection, working with the beliefs. When this episode airs, make sure to listen to it again. Another thing that would be good for you is to consider coming to my spring retreat in March. There's a lot of empaths there and we do a lot of emotional release work. And I basically teach people, well, this, I do many things in that retreat, but one of the things you learn is how to be around other people's emotions and not take it on. So you get to like free yourself from your own emotions and, and be around other people doing the same, but not take it in and not take it on. So that may be another step too. So there's lots okay. of, there's lots of resources. There's lots of support. There's lots of people like you. And I just encourage you to really own your gifts and stop separating yourself by thinking there's something wrong with you or you're some black sheep and nobody gets you. But definitely tr- stop trying to make things work. Like stop round peg square hole. When something's okay. a no and it's not working, That's go. That's the definition of my last relationship. <laughs> yeah. So let that go. Let that go. There are valuable lessons in that. And he was safe in the sense that There wasn't a lot of emotion. And what's so beautiful is as you start to own these gifts and get more comfortable with your own sensitivity, you'll attract someone who's very emotionally, more emotionally available. And, you know, I can say this from experience until I really learned how to manage my own sensitivity so it didn't blow me out. And so I didn't, you know, feel like I needed to protect myself all the time, but really saw it as a gift most of the people that I attracted or was attracted to were a little emotionally unavailable because on Uh some level it was like, I couldn't handle any more emotion. But now that it's really integrated and I, I don't get too blown out by other people, I'm with someone who is very emotionally available and who also is an empath. And we've both learned how to deal with it. So we don't just ping energy off each other. You know what I mean? We've, we've learned how to, use that as a gift. And I feel the same could be true for you, you know, just to give yourself the space to not worry about dating right now, to learn how to become kind of more emotionally healthy and Mm -hmm. have boundaries with other people's emotions so that you attract people who are more open and you're already doing it with friendships and the intimate relationship will be next, but the priority needs to be on your relationship with yourself right now. Thank you so much. This is giving me hope and something to work towards. My pleasure. 
thank you, Tiffany, as I'm sure your question helped a lot of people. So I'll just break down a few more things about this call and share a little more about my own journey of being an empath and an intuitive and sensitive person. One thing I have really learned is to listen so carefully to my own intuition. That's something that's helped me so much with my sensitivity. The more I listen within to my own inner guidance and to the guidance I feel I receive from my guides or spirit of the divine, the more I go within to find my own answers, the less I pick up on other things. So it's like sensitivity is a gift. It's an energy. And I've learned how to direct it more inward to be my own guide and then to listen carefully when I'm working as a coach or a facilitator. And the more I use it for that, the less I seem to be super sensitive to things that I shouldn't be involved in, the less I pick up other things that don't belong to me. Also, the more I feel my own emotions and really check in whenever I'm feeling something, if it's mine or not, again, the less I feel other people's emotions. So as an empath and also just a compassionate person, oftentimes I'll feel something and it's not mine. So I check in. I'm like, is this mine? If the answer is no, I say, I gracefully give this back to the person it comes from, sending light to them and knowing they have the inner resources they need to deal with it. And I clear myself. And if it is mine, I deal with it. I feel it. I deal with it and I heal it. I cannot stress enough the importance of not repressing your feelings for anyone, especially empaths. That's why I'm so passionate about teaching emotional release work and getting our feelings and emotions up and out. And I believe I mentioned to Tiffany actually in the recording about coming to my spring retreat because that's a beautiful way to learn how to be with a lot of feelings but not take them on. And the more we do feel, deal and heal with our own feelings and emotions, the more of a clear channel we are. And we can attune to other people in service of them, but not in a draining way. So when I think of keeping myself like emotionally healthy, I liken it to my immune system. So the healthier I am, the less likely I am to get sick because my immune system is strong. I can be around people that are sick, have compassion for them, nurture them, but not always pick it up. So using that metaphor, the more emotionally healthy I am, the less likely I am to be drained by other people's emotions. Speaking of metaphors, and I have, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that I give the most random metaphors sometimes, but they just drop in as visuals and so I just go for it. So let's rehash the one I gave Tiffany about traffic. So I painted that picture of she's in a car driving on a freeway and it's going to be way more frustrating and take her longer to get to her destination if there's tons of traffic, if there's all kinds of other cars on the road. It's hard to see where you're going, you don't have as much clarity, and you move a lot slower through the traffic. But if there's no traffic and the roads are cleared, you have a lot of clarity, you can get to your destination, you can move through things with a little more grace and clarity and ease. So that metaphor represents like when we have a lot of other people's emotions in us, it's like traffic. It clogs things up. So it slows us down. It makes us more triggerable. And it kind of takes us longer to see clearly like what we're really triggered about. So we've got to get out of traffic emotionally. And again, we do that by processing our own feelings and having boundaries, right? So we can be compassionate with people, but not sympathetic. I've mentioned this before. Please do not confuse empathy with sympathy. 
where I see a lot of people, especially empaths and highly sensitive people get really drained is they feel sorry for people. They make a judgment. They're like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. Oh my gosh, you just got broken up with. Oh, I feel so bad. Like they feel the pain, but they feel it with a little bit of judgment, AKA pity, sympathy. So it's so important when you are being compassionate not to form any judgment and to know, again, that person has all the inner resources they need and not to feel sorry for them. So the more we can be in compassion, not sympathy, the more we can be emotionally healthy, keep our emotional immune system up, not only are we less drained, but we're also less reactive. Highly sensitive people, if they don't process their own emotions and if they don't discern between what's theirs and someone else's, they can be highly reactive, aka dramatic. So if that's something that you think you may be or something you've been accused of, first, forgive yourself for judging yourself, forgive the other person for judging, and just use it as a feedback system for you've got too much emotional traffic going on and it's harder for you to identify your triggers, communicate clearly about them, and have your reaction and response actually match the current situation of what's going on. It is also super important to let go of the limiting belief that you think something is wrong with you. When you are a bit of an empath, when you are highly sensitive and you're around other people who aren't, you feel different. You kind of feel like you don't belong. So it's natural to form that belief, but you've got to update it. Nothing is wrong with you. You just probably weren't around a lot of people that really got you. So you can be different. That doesn't isolate you. It's just finding your tribe of people that really understand you because they understand themselves. The more I've understood myself, it's been super easy for me to find tribe because The more we understand ourselves, the easier it is for other people to understand us and the easier it is for us to understand them. Not everybody will quote unquote get you. So what? Find your tribe and get yourself. Before I get into takeaways, I keep saying this is really important, but it's all really important. This is really important. Don't isolate to protect. I understand as a bit of an extroverted introvert, As a sensitive person, as someone who processes a lot of energy, I understand that being alone is replenishing. I need Christine time. I need space. It's important for me. But I'm very, very clear not to isolate myself because a lot of empaths and sensitive people or just people that are maybe more introverted or call themselves socially awkward, isolate to protect And we all need people. I don't want any of you empaths or highly sensitive people to start to fear people and fear connection. (laughs) Please don't. People don't have cooties. You can be out in the world and not running the belief that someone's going to like energetically slime you through your own spiritual protection, through growing yourself emotionally, through your own spiritual hygiene and energetic hygiene, all the things we talked about in the show, you can be out in the world. So please, please, please don't overly isolate because you're buying into some misunderstanding that you're just too sensitive to be out there and anytime you go out in the world, you get drained. If you're getting drained when you're out in the world, that's feedback to you that you've got some inner work to do. Don't isolate. We all need connection. Okay, tips for you. You may be asking, Christine, what book should I read if I'm an empath? Well, I want you to use your own intuition and find the right book for you. As a hint, 
If you just go to Google and type best books for empaths, a lot of choices come up. Next, spiritual hygiene. Find out what works for you in terms of spiritual hygiene. With Tiffany, I gave the metaphor of a coat and I shared with her my process. What works for you? Another thing I do, especially if I'm working with a lot of people, like if I'm speaking or teaching a retreat, is the end of the day I rinse off. I take a quick shower. Ladies, if you're wondering, I don't always get my hair wet because if I had a good blowout, don't want to ruin that. But I do wash off my body and I imagine the water just rinsing off anything that doesn't belong to me. Next, we mentioned this with Tiffany as well, but I wanted to bring it back up as a takeaway. Don't people please or think you get your value by making others feel better. Empaths are great at this, highly sensitive people. Y'all are great at this because you know what people need. You can feel it. And often you sacrifice your own needs to make them feel better and people please. But that just leads to more draining and more isolation. No bueno. Stop doing that. And finally, get out of traffic. (laughs) Process your stuff so that you can move through the world. And again, I said through the world and with the world, be of the world, not separate from the world, with more ease and grace. And if I can help with any of that traffic clearing and emotional release work, got my spring retreat coming up and also my personal mastery course, that community is just bumping. We're doing an amazing work there. It's an evergreen program. You can join anytime. It's good for life. You get monthly coaching calls with me. That's christinehasser.com slash mastery. That is our episode for today. Sending you all a big energetic hug, so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. <laughs>